Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to a Memorial Day episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show with the three men I admire most, the hmm. father of Kevin, the son of Lee, and the <laughs> immortal host, Sean Carpenter. Wow. <laughs> What's up, boys? How are you? Happy good. Memorial Day. Good, good. What do you, Sean, let's start with you. How was your day? How was your Memorial Day? And I had uh, my, my uh, let's see, the third, third round of golf in three days. Um, which is always, always fun. Started it on Saturday with uh, my son, Ryan, and my brother, Kevin, and his buddy, Shane, in the Gray Gusta, uh, the, the old coach at Ohio State, Jim Brown, uh, who still, he was up there playing today with his second wife. Um, he, uh, he, he used to call the Gray course, Gray Gusta. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of a, and he's still, he, I think he's probably 75, maybe. And he, he goes out and he'll still shoot a 67, 68 on it. Uh, wow. Like it's nothing. You know, he just, he just hits fairways and greens and makes his putts and, he's, you know, he's been on that course. But so that was on Saturday. Is uh, that a play uh, on Augusta? Is that, is that why he, um, yeah, yeah, Augusta? yeah, yeah, they, they call it Greg Augusta. It's the easier of the two courses and gotcha. uh, just a funny name. And um, so Bill, we shot 59 um, and didn't even, cause it's a handicapped thing. Oh boy. And so, because I was playing with Kevin and Ryan, I was the D player uh, with a 7.4 handicap. Oh jeez. We got 3.96, you know, off of our score. So we shot 55.9 or whatever. And um, uh, some it was a winner like 40, in the 40s. 48, yeah, yeah, like 48. <laughs> and it, was, it was these four super old guys that were probably getting like 17 strokes. Um, but we, we shot nine under on the front and two under on the back. <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah. yeah. So we, then we played Saturday, played, played Gray again on Saturday and uh, shot, shot 78 on that. Uh, but I want to talk about my brother's round, Kevin had four birdies and an eagle. He had eagle putts on all three of the par fives and combined missed the eagle putts by maybe two and a half inches oh. um, and, and made the third. Um, shot 71, I believe. Seven, 70. I don't know. He shot even or one over. Nice. Uh, and then today we played Scarlet and shot an 82. I was happy with that. Just one double. Bill, those doubles just – you do everything you can to stay away from a double. And I hit it in the thick rough and I couldn't couldn't advance it up, you know, part of probably one of the hardest holes on the course. But – Made made it around and had a good weekend. Uh, double cut the grass, which is one of my favorite things to do. Cooked out a couple days uh, with the fam. Ryan's got his first golf tournament tomorrow over at NCR in Dayton. It's the World Junior Qualifiers. Bill, so if, if he would somehow advance, he gets to go to play Torrey Pines. Yeah, Torrey Pines where Tiger tore up all those years as a yes, kid. Yeah, exactly. that's great. So, good weekend. Good good weekend and and home for a week here in Columbus. So, how about you, Bill? What, what was your golf game like yesterday? Uh, decent shot my number which is uh, an 81 I, I doubled the first hole and doubled the last hole so mm. four over for two holes and five over for the other 16 holes <laughs> so one birdie and a bunch of bogeys uh on top of that so it was it was a good day and uh, didn't didn't place in the money at all but it feels good to be to have 81 be a score where you're kind of bummed because right uh, when I first got here 81 I felt good you know so uh so that's that's going great. What else? Um, you know, Cindy and I made it out for a sunset last night. Uh, we had um, we had a little get together with some friends on Saturday uh, post golf. Uh, it's a, a new sales rep who used to work with me in Phoenix and Patty. She's joining the team here, so now we're adding a third person from Arizona to the Fidelity nice. National Title Group in Tampa. Yeah, Becky Erickson. She's great. Really excited to have her on the team. She starts in a couple of weeks. So so that was our weekend. I know I got to talk to Todd's we Todd you are the man for weekends and you got a lot of family a lot of stuff going on what was yours like oh man so um 
first of all, great Memorial Day. Um, for very low key, um, but uh, you know, being on social media, it's good to be reminded of of why we celebrate the day, right? So um, that's one of the benefits of social media. Um, so Friday, believe it or not, headed over to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and saw Kenny Chesty in concert. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, I mean, raise my hand, uh, fully admit, I was dragging my feet a little bit, um, not as excited as maybe I should have been, um, but got real good tickets, um, splurged a little, and we were in the pit. Um, so basically, he was giving back. I guess he started out in a lot of these smaller venues, um, Grand Rapids, uh, Pensacola, Tuscaloosa. So he's purposely not doing um, big venues. He's just going to smaller towns where he started at and just kind of giving back. Um, I, I mean, he's killing it. I'm sure he's making, making good money, but it's, it wasn't a typical stadium concert, but we were right in the front, literally uh, I'll send you all a picture. I mean, it was, you know, 20 feet from, from Chesney himself performing. So pretty, pretty good time. Um, so that was the start of the weekend. And then I just watched a ton of sports. Um, a lot of, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I watched a lot of uh, women's sporting events, um, you know, softball, the, the, the United States women national team and soccer is uh, their world cup starts in June. So um, just a lot of, a lot of fun events. Good, good times for sure. Good. Well, let's, Let's start there in um, lady sports, uh, specifically softball, right? We, uh, we got to watch our Gators advance, a team that has been to a couple, their third straight Women's College World Series. They, they advance again over a, a, a very solid Tennessee team who yep. kind of had their number. It was three very tight games. Uh, they advance on another walk-off. Remember, they walked off against Texas A&M last year. Um, Oklahoma's the team to beat, obviously. They're, they're going to Oklahoma City. Uh, and Oklahoma has lost, I think, one game this year. Um, so going to be a, going to be a struggle, but it's always neat neat to see your team get there, right? Absolutely, yeah. And um, I guess Florida won the first game, and then Tennessee won in extra innings the second game, and then Florida, I believe, was extra innings also yeah. yesterday, right? So yeah. um, again, let's talk, let's talk about that just for a second because we were talking offline, guys. Uh, Kelly Barnhill pitches all three games. She throws three hundred and eighty pitches over the weekend. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> Just a number that when you when you see it and you're just thinking and, and Bill, you mentioned it. It doesn't. One of you guys mentioned it doesn't affect their rotator cuff because they're coming zero, under zero wear and yep. tear. Yep, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 the throwing a baseball overhand is one of the most unnatural things. And and you've seen you've seen the same things. I've the slow motion or the freeze frame of a major league pitcher. The what they're doing to their elbow with every pitch. Mm-hmm. Not the torque and twist, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, well, especially someone like a Kershaw who comes so yeah. far over the top and it's has such not, a, you know, it's, it's crazy. But for that underarm motion, yeah, they can just go on and on and on. Yeah, one, yeah. all you need is one superstar pitcher. Um, two helps, but one, one's all you need. Gosh, if if any kid before high school or even maybe during high school is pitching curves at a young age, they're just destined not to have a long, long pitching career, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a kid. You know, I was a kid you know, playing little league, there were kids who threw curveballs, you know, yeah. at, at 12. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's not allowed anymore. It's uh, it's all fastballs and change-ups. That's all you should be throwing. Yeah. I mean, it's change yeah. of speed that makes a difference. So. Yeah. So one thing I noticed and I wanted to ask you about is, um, and Bill, I'm sure you've noticed too. Uh, originally I kind of noticed it in volleyball, but certainly in softball, there's so much joy um, that is being had by the players, right? It's, it's like a constant pep rally. And at first it kind of annoyed me. Uh, but as I'm getting older, it's like, it's, it's just kind of fun to watch. Um, just a lot of, uh, 
a lot of cheering, a lot of uh, excitement, and they're, they're rooting hard for each other. Um, it's, again, it's just kind of interesting as I get older. I'm appreciating it more. So Good. Yeah, I, I, you're right. Definitely into it, especially at the college level, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and you know, you, if you watch the, the, the college baseball, they're up on the, on the first step of the dugout. They're, they're cheering, but they're not doing, like, chants, and they're not, you know, sure. uh, yeah. turning their hats on. What's the Twizzlers? Yeah, I don't know. They just have all these little, all these little things, and every team – Every team does something, you know, they get to uh, second base and they do the fish sign or, or something. They, they flip the hat on. And, yep. So it's kind of fun. Tommy, well, I mean, look, look, you know, you got, you got the turnover chains in football. I mean, they've got their, sure. they got their things. Sure. True. Yeah. True. That's true. Um, Todd, you mentioned the women's soccer. Uh, was it a friendly or I'm not sure what it was, but did you see yeah. the, the, the national anthem was done on a harmonica by a 96 year old veteran? And it was fantastic. I saw yeah. the story, but I haven't seen it. So it no, was pretty. It, was, it yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, ninety-six-year-old veteran, and he uh, that's cool. Did it on the on the mouth harp, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. Um, uh, guys, let's talk. Uh, let's let's kind of catch up on the weekend activities. Uh, let's start in golf really quickly. Bill, you saw Kevin Na uh, gets his third tour win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had he had shared a funny picture on Twitter uh, of him and Tiger warming up at the PGA, <laughs> and the cat. Did you see the caption of it? Yeah, it's great. It says, Tiger warming up for his possible 82nd win, me for my third. <laughs> third. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and, and he got his third before Tiger got his 82nd. Hats off. That's good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and did you see the cool thing afterwards when he got his prize? Yeah. Yeah. He, he gave it gave to his caddy, right? The, the, yeah. So the muscle is a challenger, I think. Was it a challenger or a charger? 71. A 73 charger. 73 yeah. charger. Yeah. yeah. Spectacular he had, car. He had promised his caddy that if he won, he was going to get it. And yep. no wow. hesitation, gave him the keys right there in the. He yeah. said if his, if his daughter was older, he'd give it to her, but she's just two. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, his caddy got it, and that was that was a really cool. You know, he, he's been his caddy for many many years. Kenny Harms yeah. Uh, yeah. is his name, and so don't you have out. a um, don't you have a bad rap? It's kind of a either annoying to play with or slow. Or he had a, he had an issue pulling the trigger for a number of number of seasons, wouldn't you say, Sean? I mean, yeah, he, yeah. But I think he's he's um he, he embraced that. Like they would ask him about it, and he would. He would go. I know. I'm. I'm working on it. It wasn't like he got pissed off if you talked to him about it. Yeah. Uh, he would. Yeah. He would. He was. He knew he had a problem. And even heard Costas uh, talk about it during the tournament. He said um, that that you know he's he was keeping his same pace. He was doing everything he's supposed to do. He wasn't slowing down because of the grind and trying to win. He he maintained a, a a nice pace of walk, a nice pace of play, which is great. So maybe he's kind of figured something out. I'll tell you the post game interview was interesting because. He said, he goes, I, I should win here again, if not multiple times. He loves mm. that course, loves it. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really fits his eye, so to speak. And, yeah. you know, there's certain, there's certain courses, I think there are players like that. And you're going to see one this week with a, with a guy named Tiger Woods, who's won five times at the Memorial Tournament, uh, coming to Columbus um, with Tiger and Jordan Spieth and a few late entries into the Invitational. Um, seven of the top ten are here. Uh, no Kepka, right? No Kepka, no DJ, and no uh, Molinari. Okay. Um, but – Pretty pretty solid lineup. Uh, Tiger plays with DeChambeau and um, someone else really good. Uh, JT and Jordan are in a group together. Oh, uh, cool. Cooch. Uh, Cooch is with um, Tiger, I think, maybe. So there's there's some really, really good groups going off uh, here. In, in, Any in chance Columbus. for you to get over there for a round or two? Uh, I will, Ryan and Riley will probably head out on Saturday. I, got, I arranged for a, tic- a couple tickets for them for Saturday. And uh, I'll, you know, depending on how the weekend goes, I'll yeah. probably – no one has tickets today, but as the week wears on, all of a sudden tickets are kind of like, hey, I got a couple tickets for this afternoon if anyone wants to go. Right. It's always fun. Ryan got a chance to go up there yesterday. One of his uh, the fellow co-captains of the golf team is a member there at Muirfield Village. So they went up last night 
and did some, um, stuff some gift bags for the players. Nice. And uh, as as they were finishing up and and walking from the exercise facility over to the clubhouse, uh, old man in the golf cart stopped by and said hi to him, Mr. Jack Nicholas. Just to, oh. just stop by and say hi to the boys. Thanks, boys. Thanks for helping out. We appreciate it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> kind of cool, huh? And so uh, his friend Max was was checking the guys in today as they were arriving, and he said he got to check in Bryson and uh, Ricky. Uh, it's hey, kind of neat. Power ranking, Sean. Um, I got the top five in front of me. Little, little surprising. I don't know yeah. if you guys want to guess. Or I number, number five is Tiger, right? He just moved up. Yeah, he moved up ahead of. Okay, this is as a rankings. You know, this is, I guess, for the tournament power rankings. Oh, so oh. it's handicap for the memorial. Oh, handicap. Oh, okay. So uh, coming in at five, Justin Rose. Okay. Four, Tony Finau. Okay. Big, so this is a big course. It's, uh, let yeah. me just quickly say the uh, the local superintendent was on a local radio show this week, and he said, you know, the rain we've had and the temperatures and the condition, um, he has never seen the rough like it is out there this week. He says this, this will be the hardest rough these guys play for the entire calendar year except for the U.S. Open. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, now, it's a yeah. big fairways and perfect greens. Uh, very, very Augusta-like, as you would imagine with Jack's reputation. But – Continue. So Tony Finau, that's a good pick. Yep. Yeah. Three, Patrick Cantlay. Okay. Um, two's a blue chipper, Rory McIlroy. And then one, Matt Kuchar is the number one. Yeah. Kuchar's won, this, Kuchar's won this tournament. I think he's coming top five, maybe three or four times. Uh, and just, the Tiger didn't make the top five. It's, I mean, again, this is the wow. PGA power rankings for this week. Um, maybe because he hasn't played uh, much. Um, yeah. He didn't play between the Masters and the PGA, right? And no, then he didn't play well at the PGA, so right. I guess that's so. Yeah, that's so maybe why. that's why. I'm sure there's a reason, but yeah. Yep. And Bryson is the defending champion, uh, so that's right. Yeah. Always a fun one, you know. The, these players, I think, especially while Jack's alive, um, really want to. You know, it's, there's there's kind of that special. Bill, you remember, you know, back in the day when when uh, Byron Nelson would sit up on the porch, you know, and yep. at the Byron Nelson, and even Hogan uh, would sit up on the porch at, at the Colonial. You know Arnold, obviously, yep. and then mm-hmm. Jack, and and Jack now is really the only kind of the old player from yesteryear, which every player on tour knows him because he's so visible and so yep. you know really is one of the best follows on Twitter. Uh, just always genuine, always humble, uh, saying stuff. So it's 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 a big tournament, and, and obviously leading into the U.S. Open here in what, three weeks, uh, we'll be out at Pebble Beach. So uh, big tournament, get get some good coverage, and we'll see what happens. Uh, this weekend in golf talking about jack Jeez. and pebble beach did you know I've, I've heard this years ago and i hope i'm right the right guy but i think i am that uh, jack was asked if you had one round of golf left in your life where would it be and he said pebble mm-hmm. which wow. was pretty amazing with the augusta history yeah. for him and or even you know over at, in 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 britain um, but he said pebble yeah very yep. interesting that's a that, yeah that's that's a well-documented quote okay and, uh, Cool. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're spot on with that. So and a, and a home uh, a home match for Jason Day, right, Sean? In the, in the yeah, Jason Day, yeah, Jason Day. Jason Day's a member there, and yeah. uh, yep. And he would be he would be a, a, you know, the fans would love to see him win. I, I don't think he's played well there, has he? Though traditionally, no, I, no. yeah. Hey Ryan, has Jason Day finished high in Memorial ever? Yeah, I'm not sure if he's if he's ever been top five, but going to our local golf expert. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, Sean, I'm Ryan so familiar with that grunt, that grunt answer. I'm so familiar with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> whatever. I don't know, yeah. Dad. So, uh, uh, any other side sports guys? 
before we get to the two big ones that are heading into their, their finals this week, uh, Bill, what's been happening in Major League Baseball? Todd, you've got a guy there. Uh, is it Austin Riley? Austin Riley. Yeah. Who's, who's uh, kind of a little phenom coming up, right? He got called up, I think, three or four weeks into the season and has just yeah, been um, higher. Ender Incarcion. Enciarte. Ender Enciarte. God, it's such a hard name. It's so hard. Ender. I got Ender right, which is very good. You did. So he went on the DL and they called up Austin Riley um, from AAA Gwinnett, I believe. But yes, he's what, about 15 games in? He's got five home runs. What position Um, is he playing? He plays left field and third base. But with Josh Josh Donaldson at third base every once in a while, I guess he's a veteran. He may get a a rest every once in a while, but primarily he's. He's playing left field and um, just raking. Uh, I guess that's what they call it, right, Bill? He's yeah. just just yeah. absolutely killing it, crushing it. Um, great start. Um, and, then, again, Atlanta's just a fun young team to watch with uh, Albies and, and Acuna. Um, Acuna, I'm sorry. Um, just, again, he, he fits right in of the, 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 the baby Braves, Braves part two. And it's amazing that Freddie's the old man of the group, Freddie Freeman. <laughs> and I, I still remember when he was, you know, yeah. a rookie. So it's – yeah, I tell you what, you know, the Rays have the same thing going on, right? They got their own Austin, Austin Meadows, who they got in a trade when they traded uh, Archer to the Pirates. Uh, he missed three weeks with an injury, but he today he had 11, he's hit his 11th home run. Wow. And you want to talk about raking, the kid is just good. And it's, it was just, you know, he was always kind of scuffed along in Pittsburgh and he found himself here. So change of scenery, uh, right? Yeah. Playing great. Yandy, uh, playing great. Yandy Diaz, another guy they picked up in a trade. And the the uh, you know the starters and the, now they call them the bulk pitcher the bulk innings that's yes. the that's the guy who comes in after the uh, opener right so right. yeah the bulk inning guy uh, they got a couple of those in Chirinos and Ryan Yarbrough who are really pitching well so they they won their third straight they're thirty two and nineteen they're two games behind the Yankees yeah. but uh, you know here we are on Memorial Day and they're they're in contention which is pretty uh, pretty cool yeah. sort of unexpected so it's great. Keeps them, on, keeps them on the headline headlines in the paper, right? Yeah, it's great. It, everyone's talking about them. Uh, and today they, they had 17,000 people at a one o'clock uh, start time on a Memorial Day. Good. And I know that's a joke in most of baseball, but it was a big deal uh, here. <laughs> not in Tampa. Not in Tampa. Australia, <laughs> hey, uh, 12 games, batting 333. Slugging is 688. Nice. OPS, Bill, which I don't even know what that is. It's uh, over 1,000. 1,061. Nice. Um, Again, That's five on base runs. on base plus slugging percentage. Yeah, okay. five home runs, fourteen RBIs in twelve games. He's just so great start. So That's it's fun great. to watch. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else jump out at you this week? Oh, in, yeah. In How the- about your Cleveland Indian uh, Mercado, Orlando Mercado? You you follow him at all for the Indians? Didn't, didn't pay attention. What happened? Yeah, he just got called up. He's a young kid. He had a home run against first home run against the uh, Rays, but the Rays did okay. take three out of four last this past weekend against the uh, Indians yeah. in Cleveland. So. Uh, but good, someone yeah. to watch. We went hey, to school down here in a uh, Tampa area. Newsflash: Minnesota is uh, really <laughs> playing good. Really, Ooh, they're, mm. they're playing really this, good. Yeah, this just in, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, And sad news in baseball today, guys. We lost. Uh, oh, yeah. Not happened yesterday, but uh, this. I think he died. Yeah, he died today. But uh, Bill Buckner. Bill yeah. Buckner. Well known Red Sox, um, played Dodger. for the Dodgers, played yeah. for the Cubs. Yeah. Um, you know, just a just a well respected any old school baseball player will tell you Bill Buckner is one of the grittiest players, you know, and a him great and, hitter. A him great and hitter. Dewey Evans, you know, Bill, you talk a lot about your your to, your love of Tony Gwynn and yeah. Tony Gwynn. Uh, you know, there's there's a handful of guys that when you look at some of their stats, this was shared on Twitter uh, by at Tyler Kepner, giving him credit. Um, 
here's this tweet. I shared this with you guys already. It says, on Sunday, the last full day of Bill Buckner's life, 16 major leaguers struck out at least three times. Buckner played 22 seasons and never did it once. Yeah. Mm. That's never awesome. one time. And, and the other stat I saw today in, in a th- another thread uh, kind of commemorating that how great of a hitter he was, we're at May 27th right now, yeah. right? May 27th. So we've been barely two, two months into the season. Um, it's a third of the way through the season. There's 40 um, – uh, whatever the number was um, – of players that have struck out 40 times or more this season already. Yeah. Buckner wow. never did it one time. Buckner never struck out more than 40 times in a season. That's awesome. Um, and just to, just to, obviously, you know, um, we talked before we went on the air, remembered by non-baseball fans for his error in mm. game six to the World Series where he let Mookie, Mookie Wilson's ball slip under his legs. Um, a routine play that Todd, what do you think? He's probably done 3,000 times, 2,000 times? Yeah, it, I think I mentioned earlier, um, if that was his 1,000th chance at that play, he'd been successful 999 times before. Yeah. It was just the biggest fluke. Um, I think it was a huge moment, obviously. Um, but I, I, we texted a little bit. Um, I, I hated what, how he was treated. Um, you know, he made an error, right? Crucial time. He owned it. He never ran away from it. But uh, I remember watching that game. I was 15, 16 years old. And uh, Bob Stanley and Calvin Chiraldi lost that game for yeah. sure in, in yeah. middle relief right they had an opportunity to end that thing before it even got to that point you're right yeah and, and bill he yeah. had the, the the last error the, the easiest error right i'm not gonna pretend right. pitching is is right. easy but i remember a lot of pass balls i mean those guys were walking guys um but i thought he always handled it well he um he, he was he was uh, tortured by by some diehard red sox fans now i did read an article today that said they were in the minority. Most true Red Sox fans by spring training of the following year, you know, had moved on. But there's always that, you know, what, 5% of the hardcore fan that probably never let them forget about it. So it's, it's yeah. a shame. Oh, come on. Career- after, after three World Series, you know, from 2003. Yeah, I if you're a Red Sox living right now, yeah, yes. you, you yeah, have yeah. no problem. But I just meant from the 86 to the, to the 04, <laughs> right? It was, yeah, exactly. it was brutal. He ended up moving out to uh, Montana, I believe, just to, to get away from, from the Northeast. You know, he couldn't go to the grocery store without being reminded of, of that, that, that fateful uh, play. But um, I, mean, I still wonder, you know, I know uh, Mookie's pretty quick. Would it have been a close play at first if he'd have cleaned it, you know, was, was, I don't know who was pitching, whether Chiraldi or someone else. Were they there? Were they going to be there in time? I don't know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I just thought that, that Buckner would have run, uh, run over and stepped on the base. I don't think so. I, I, it was behind the bag. It was. Yeah, I think he would have had to. He would have had to have pitched it. He'd, to he'd had to toss it to it, and hopefully the pitcher was there on time because. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? R.I.P. to to yeah. to Buckner. And yeah. so Bart Starr, you lost. We lost Bart Starr yeah. over the weekend, right? That's like right. the gentleman's sure. quarterback, the guy that worked with Lombardi to create that amazing dynasty. Um, so who's the third athlete? That, oh, it goes in three. Oh. So <laughs> it's, it tends to, doesn't it? Uh, it tends yeah. to, yeah. We'll see. Let's hope. Yeah. Well, let's hope someone really old that's lived a really good life. Yeah, right? someone in their ninety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 all you athletes in your ninety. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so it's funny. I I've been using Siri a lot lately uh, for no other reason than when how when old? somebody's name comes up and I just I just say how old is Mick Jagger? Exactly. You know how old is Jimmy Buffett? Yes. And it, my favorite, my, I'll tell you my favorite watching tennis. How tall is whoever? Yes. <laughs> because you're just like, she's got to be six, two, or he's got to be five, four. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Play, yeah. play the net worth game too. What's uh, oh, that's a good one. What's Warren Buffett's net worth? You know, that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you tease it. I, I got a couple things I want to talk about. Bill, Bill teased tennis. Uh, French open started. Yeah. Uh, 
what, yesterday? The day I haven't seen my wife. I don't see her from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. <laughs> on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's just glued to the television. Daddy, yeah. um, Upset already. Kerber out. First round. Yes. Early. Like v- first Venus matches. Lost, right? Venus yeah. is out. Yep. yep. Uh, so, and Nadal had a, he won today, but, you know, spent a lot of energy. It felt like, uh, saw some highlights and, you know, like the first game took 10 minutes. That can't happen. I mean, he's got to kind of end those things quicker than that, especially early in, early in the tournament, but we'll see if he can get number 12, number 12. Oh my gosh. That's when you say game, I, I had to think for a second. That's, yeah. that's wow. Game took 10 minutes. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you think of sometimes Lots you know, of with or something like that. It's, it's a, uh, you know, literally like a 90 second game. Sometimes you know? that fast, yeah. And he's serving too, right, Bill? So that's even yeah. more, more of a toll on him. Yeah. And you're supposed to hold your serve. So it's even more pressure on him to correct through, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a lot of work. Um, so Hey, Anyways. Don't, don't let me blow by Sean Stop, but um, I'm not a fan, but my mom absolutely loves the Indy, Indy 500. Uh, I didn't watch, but she watches very faithfully every year. Um, reminds her of her father, who was a big car guy. Um, couldn't even tell you one, though. If, if, I couldn't either. Bill, did you yeah. see no, it? No, I, I didn't see it. I, I'm bummed I kind of missed it because I, I just got kind of clued in on some other stuff, doing some other things. We ended up traveling, going out to the beach. Um, and I'm, I do kind of like tend to watch it because we have the opening indie race here in St. Pete every year. Uh, but yeah, Simon Paginot wins from That's France it. and that was a big deal for him because like he was going against Rossi and they, the, the talk in the world of, of IndyCar was Paginot was on his way out because he wasn't doing well. Penske was going to bring in Rossi instead. But he, so instead he duels Rossi and beats him by, by, by two seconds. I mean, it was a very, and think about two seconds at the speeds they're going. That's like nothing. Right. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big win for, for him and way to go. Yeah. Well guys, let's turn to the two. I, the two I, finals. I, I, gotta oh, you, I gotta stop you. Um, right. One minor, one major. So the minor one is congratulations to the Virginia Cavaliers men's lacrosse team. They won the national championship beating Yale. Um, and I think it was a minor upset. I think Yale was defending champs, but Virginia holds um, the basketball and lacrosse championships at the same time. Only two other schools have done that, and you can probably guess. Uh, if you want to take a guess, great. If not, Duke. Right, Duke, Duke and North Carolina. That's it. You, yes and yes. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, and then the big one for me today. This is a big day. Um, the champion championship league play-in for Did promotion. the Rams win? Did the Rams win? The villains of Ashton Villa had two goals to the Derby County Rams. Drumroll, please. One goal. Oh. So, uh, Ashton Villa, the villains. Um, from Birmingham, England, they were in the Premier League for years and years and years. They've been uh, in the Championship League for about two or three years, and they made it back. So, um, a good Twitter follow across the pond. They cover soccer. Bill, they actually said what you hinted at weeks ago. They said, "Can you imagine if there was a relegation playoff game uh, instead of just a promotion playoff game? Can you imagine two teams uh, loser gets relegated? Right? Oh, I mean, talk about excitement, right? So." But anyway, that's complete. Um, that was kind of a big deal. And June 1st, Liverpool will be playing for the Champions League um, uh, trophy. They're playing Tottenham. So all I, England battle. Now, yeah. that, now that you got me talking soccer, um, do the relegated teams tend to do well in the Championship League because they were up in the big league? Or is it not necessarily the case? They can go down there and finish fifth or sixth or seventh. I mean, because... So, great <laughs> question. You'd think that would be the case. It tends to be the latter. It tends to be... Um, you know, a fresh three teams like this year, uh, Fulham, 
um, gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other two that were relegated, uh, Huddersfield town and Cardiff city. Um, there's, there's a chance they will not be promoted next year. They, they will wow. fit, they will finish mid level, wow. um, money's involved. Um, you know, how much money the, the owners put pump in the team to get star players. It's hard to attract star players to come down to that league, or do you keep your guys and build a team and come back up? Um, but Sunderland was a team that actually was in the Premier League two, three years ago. They're in the, in the first division. So they've even been relegated. Oh, the so, yeah. So, so uh, I believe, there's a player I who's playing, playing at, a player so. playing at the EPL level. <laughs> is, is there con, is there an out for their contract if they get relegated? Uh, they, <laughs> do they have something built into the contract that says, if I'm on a team that gets relegated, I, I'm out. I'm going to go. Somewhere. I don't know for sure, but it, it tends to, they lose a lot of star players. So I got to say, yes, I got to say in the contract, they're signing a premier league contract. And if our team gets relegated, we have the right to, to negotiate. Is Jenny uh, making you a Moscow mule? She is. Um, <laughs> no, no. She's, she's having a little wine, a little ice wine to keep it cool. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, uh, um, Newcastle uh, had a very famous manager, Rafael Benito. God, that's not his name. Um, Rafael something with a B. Anyway. NCRT. <laughs> I get it from my mom. I butcher names so badly. It's, it's, it's incredible. But he actually stayed with them in the championship league for two years and they got promoted. So he actually went full circle and, and he just said, Hey, this is my club. I'm going to stay. Um, but there's cool. usually a mass exodus when you get relegated. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. I hope I'm right by the way. Okay. So. Well, guys, gonna know. let's, let's turn to the ice. Um, St. Louis just took a one, nothing lead in game one at Boston. Yep. Uh, they are just a few minutes as we're recording this into the uh, first period. Still uh, just uh, 12.37 left uh, by my uh, ESPN count right here. Um, Boston just on a roll, right? I mean, what can you say? They, they, they won. They, you know, the, the Patriots win in football. The Red Sox won last fall in baseball, for those of you who don't remember. Uh, Celtics bumped out of the playoffs. But Boston on a roll, really. Uh, after sweeping Carolina, they've been off for a long time saw it happen in earlier series um Todd where we talked about it with the Blue Jackets you know uh the team that had the longer stretch of of no games although heck both these teams have been off for almost a week now right uh, with a long delay um Bill Bill I, I, I it's probably not going on a, on a limb to say the, the Bruins are favorites right with home ice yeah, I think they are, but I mean, but you know, the Blues. You talk about a comeback, right? Yeah, Last they week, started off really slow, didn't they? In fact, I the the game that I went to Malafronte with, I saw the Blues beat the Lightning one nothing. It was like <laughs> yeah. the start of their you know run. Um, so yeah, I think. Well, obviously, I'm rooting for the Blues, and it's an anti-Boston thing. Sorry. Sure. Todd doesn't like that kind of stuff. Todd's no, Todd, no, Todd, no, no, no. Hey, I'm good. Todd, I know you're good. like, we should be rooting for everybody. Everybody should get a chance. I, I want to hear a story, Todd. I want to tell you how, if you agree with uh, Lydia Malafronte. So okay. real quick, bear with me. Their son, um, Dylan, was it Dylan or was it Greg? It might've been Greg. Greg played at Jesuit high school. He was a, or it was Connor. Sorry, it's Connor. He was a goalie and they, they, they went to the state championship. Then the regional champion, they, they played very well. Didn't ever win the state, but always got close. Well, in one of the games, Connor's in goal, and they're up like six zip. It's a blowout in soccer, right? And Lydia turns to Anthony with a bunch of dads and parents sitting around and says, I think Connor should let him score a goal. It just looks mm. so bad. <laughs> so, it's so, a mom thing to say. So one of the dads said, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> he just looks at the guy and goes, 
I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but she's just so nice. Now, Todd, mm-hmm. that way, would you want, you know, you don't want to shut out like the other team should score a goal because they don't feel so bad? <laughs> so, n- no, I'm not that way. Okay. Uh, I am a big proponent of um, coaches calling off the dogs a little bit. Like, okay. hey, let's, let's, pass it, let's pass it seven times before we take a shot or yeah. empty the bench. But, no, you don't give anything away. Okay, good. Um, and, 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 Sean, you know my brother, John, one of the nicest guys sure. literally in the world. But growing up, he's eight years older than I am, Bill, right? Okay. So, um, and so he's my probably age. why I'm – what's that? <laughs> he went to, went to Iowa. <laughs> he he did Iowa? Well, yeah. yeah, he did for – he went to UF, but he, he was in Iowa for a while, but he's back in Florida. Anyway, long story short, um, I used to get so mad because I'm very competitive, ridiculously competitive, probably to a fault. Um, <laughs> and he used to kill me because he's 16 and I'm eight. He's just yeah. destroying me, right? And he and doesn't I, let you win. Hell no, right? No. I would say, I would go, why did you let me win? He's like, I'm, ne- I'm never going to let you win. <laughs> like, what good would that do? And uh, t- to this day, I think it helped me out, uh, not only in sports, but in life, right? You, yeah. By handing someone a victory, what does that really do, right? Nothing. Doesn't do no. anything. And then when I started to beat him when I got older, it was very satisfying. So <laughs> I want to know, over- know when you play, say, ping pong with your son, do you ever let him win when he was little? Uh, no, I really don't. <laughs> That's great. I'll call, off the, that. I'll call off the dogs, but I won't let them win. Right. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, and my oldest brother, Steve was the least athletic. So he used to get really mad because I would beat him at a very young, young age. he's 12 years older than I am, Bill. So he and would, you'd be beating him from, like, uh, and he'd want to fight. Like, he'd lose to my brother and I, and then he'd want to fight us. Sean, you have two brothers, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> sure. <That's awesome. laughs> anyway, we got, we got sidetracked. I'm sorry. That's yeah. all right. That's it. what it's all about. <laughs> so NHL is obviously, uh, uh, going to be, you know, once again, I think in that NHL, you're kind of just rooting for it to get to game seven, uh, or at least not be a, sh- not be a sweep. You know, you'd like to see, um, you'd like to see it, it go for a while. Is, is it bad so to I say think, I'm not really interested in the Stanley cup? Yeah, I'm not either, Bill. Yeah. You, it's you, just kind of, I think it's, thing. you know, your, your team's out. Yeah. We're both rooting against Boston. Um, I'm and sure what other teams I would root for, but I don't really have a rooting interest in either one of St. Louis or yep. Boston. Yeah. I'll tickle it for you guys a little bit. Um, I think it's a more evenly matchup than you think. Um, St. Louis started out awfully. They started off, you know, yeah. the first 10, 15 games, and they've been on a roll um, the, the last for months. season <laughs> yeah, for months. Um, so I think it's an evenly matched series. But um, the last time St. Louis made the Stanley Cup, you guys know when that was? 1970. 1970 versus Boston, the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Yes. So there's a story. So yeah. 48 years um, between. And how many, how many cups do the Bruins have in those 48 years? Gosh, I, would, I would guess five, but I don't yeah, know. Right, just a wild guess. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's 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 all I can do. Maybe it'll be fitting because I believe when the Red Sox won in 04, they beat the Cardinals, um, ooh, and then they ooh, get the Rockies. They get the Rockies the next year. Look at that. Yeah, no, you just, just made it interesting. Reverse swept the Yankees, but I don't remember who they beat in the World Series. It was the Cardinals. I think you're it right. It was. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. So can I tell you a great Cardinal story, real quick? Sure. sure. Larusa, right? Tony Larusa. Mm-hmm. I may have shared this. Before, you so. said his name right, by the way. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> so Jenny's sister um, is married. Her husband is Bill. His name's Tom Pachork, right? Tommy Pachork. Oh, Tom Pachork. Yeah, coach. So his dad, player, his dad second baseman. His dad is, is Tom Pachork. Played yeah. for the, the Mariners, uh, played yeah. for the Dodgers, yeah. um, Braves, 20, White Sox, 20-year big leaguer, right? He was yeah. great. So like a second baseman, he, right, I think? Outfield and second base, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he went – uh, you know what? I don't think I think his first base in outfield. Now that I'm thinking about oh, it, oh maybe he's a big guy. He's yeah, okay. He's probably six five. I don't, oh I don't okay, see, you're probably right. I don't see him at second base. Right. But anyway, so he's with the White Sox, and Larusa is is the skipper, right? Early in his career, 
And Larusa pulls him. He was supposed to go hit, you know, benches him for some reason. And uh, <laughs> Tom uh, Pachura goes, Larusa, he goes, you're the worst. You couldn't manage a fruit stand is what he told him. <laughs> Larusa goes on to end up being a Hall of Fame manager, right? <laughs> <laughs> he won World Series. He told me he couldn't manage a fruit stand. That's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. I wonder if Larusa mentioned him in his Hall of Fame speech. That'd be great. <laughs> <Right? laughs> thanks, Talking to thanks, him now. Thanks. He's... By the way, very humble, down to earth guy, great. But talking about, he just laughs. He's like, "What a! I, I was such a jerk. I could. I told the Hall of Famer he couldn't manage a fruit stand. So, yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. So let's let's, let's go to NBA. That, what's that other sport? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, let's go to the NBA. Uh, once again, Shay. Hopefully, Shay Burr will be back with us next week. Um, but guys, we're, we're we're tipping off Thursday night is the first game in Toronto. First game is going to be in Toronto. Actually, a lot of people don't realize that Toronto had a better record mm-hmm. uh, during the season. So the Toronto Raptors will host game one and game two against the Kevin Durantless Golden State Warriors. Does that change your thoughts, Bill, on what you think might happen in the play in the uh, finals? Nope. nope. I think uh, I think the Warriors would have still won the last two championships without Durant. I <laughs> I mean, there are people. I'm sure that's why Durant's probably going to leave because. He's got a massive ego like all those guys do. And I think people just think, yeah, he just kind of jumped onto this thing. He wants to go do something somewhere else. I think they're going to be just fine without him. I mean, look what they did uh, with, against Houston and then to, to sweep Portland. Um, I know the games were close, but that's kind of how they play. So uh, I also saw that Curry's 15-2 and two against Toronto mm, in his wow. career. Averages on nearly 27 points a game. It's the best against any team he's played against. So – I think he knows what's coming. Um, I think Kawhi's the wild card, right? Because if they've got to figure out a way to slow him down, but I, I don't, I don't see it any any different. I'll, I'll take Warriors in six just to give Toronto a couple. But Bill, do you think this? Do you think it's one of those things that that maybe Kerr says we don't need to slow down Kawhi? Let him score his forty-five. Let him score forty. What, what is Siakam going to beat him? No. You know, is is Pau Gasol or uh, Mark, Mark Gasol? You know, no. I mean. I, Kyle Lowry is as well, Kyle know. Lowry has a chance to get hot, but it's yeah, not going to be consistent. It'll, you yeah, know, he'll, I just, you know, Dan, you're, right, you're right. But I mean, but you look, you, you Draymond or Iguodala, you know, just hounding Kawhi for, you know, between the two of them, it's not going to be, yeah. you know, they're going to make them work a little bit, but they're not going to stress about it. They're going to get their points. Right. Um, Kawhi can't yep. guard Clay Thompson, Seth Curry, Steph Curry, and, you know, uh, Draymond, he's got a, sure. like, he can only guard one of them. So. Yep. Right. Hey, my, my dad's a big proponent of that. Shut everyone else down and let, let the superstar score. I mean, yeah. how many points is he going to score for him, right, if you shut everyone else down? Right. Um, if he gets 50, you know, yeah. the other guy's going to get 50. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So they are 6-0 and without Durant in the playoffs. Wow. And 31-1 and in their last 32 games without Durant. Without Durant. Yeah. So asking, are they going to like, miss? They're, they're like the seven. Yeah, they're the 73-9 and nine. <laughs> You know, they were without him. You want the depth for sure, but um, they, they won't miss a beat. They won't yeah. miss a beat. The guy I play golf with who's a kind of an NBA follower, he said uh, they were saying in in the circles that there's a better chance that Boogie Cousins comes back before Durant. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Um, so, Did you, you see, know, uh, I guess Chris Thompson got snubbed from the all-NBA um, team. I did not his see reaction. that. Yeah, his reaction, he was being interviewed, and, and a reporter brought it up, and um, look it up because you can tell he, he keeps saying that it's out of his control. He doesn't worry about it, but you can tell he was, he was uh, uh, miffed. And, and I read it's probably going to cost him about $30 million in contract money. That if he would have made the one, two, or three teams in the NBA, of the all NBA team, 
um, he could have gotten a $30 million bigger contract. So it's uh, not only pride's hurting, it's hurting him in the wallet, but he'll be fine. He'll sign a $90 million contract instead of a 120. He'll, he'll be all right. Yeah. Well, you know, kudos to Tor- Toronto for getting where they are at because, you know, they were down 0-2 to Milwaukee and they, they went four in a row. Um, and really just, you know, there, there's a great example of they kind of let Giannis do what he wanted and he, he just, you know, this mentality in the NBA where they just don't want to take the ball into the paint. They want to just play the perimeter game. And Giannis got, you know, out by, by Kawhi for sure. in that in the last four games of that series. So we, the North going to be, going to be loud. They're going to be excited. They're going to be proud. Uh, I shared with you guys a pretty cool thread. Uh, hopefully if you get a chance to read it about their, their the super kind of, fan, their number one yeah, fan, that's their, awesome. super fan. great story. Uh, yeah. Really cool story. And, and well done the way he kind of just told it in a, in a tweet thread. Um, yeah. And, and just, you know, and Steve Kerr tweeted it out and said, this is a cool story. And so neat thing. And so we'll see what happens, but I agree with you, Bill. I think, um, I think it's either going to be six or five. I think it goes two, three, two, or does it go two, two, one, 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 two, two, one, two, one, two, one, one. one. Okay. So, so six would make sense that they win it in, in golden state. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think Thursday night will be a, a good test. You know, I think Toronto comes out and gets hot early but can they sustain and, and, and hold on and, and take that first all important first game? Cause you know, Golden State wins by double digits in that first game. And all of a sudden Toronto starts saying like, uh, well, we made the playoff. We made, we made the finals at least. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, look, it's, it's the first time in that's awesome, but, but they're going against a juggernaut. It's like, it's like a jeopardy contestant find out they're going against James Holzhauer, you know, <laughs> just, just what it is. <laughs> so. That's awesome. So, all right, well, we'll keep our eyes on it, guys. Um, tight show tonight. What else is, is anything else in the sports world jump out at you? Any? So I want to get, I want to, um, I know you're a big quote guy, Sean, like you like to find quotes and I'm mm-hmm. working on, you know, kind of polishing up a presentation that you and I, you've actually given me some help on. And, um, I found this quote that I'm going to use and I want to read it to you guys because I just felt this was Todd, right? Cause it's, so it's great. Ready, Todd? All right. You, I'm here. You tell me who gave me the, who, 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 Sean probably knows who the quote is. Don't yell it out. You should never try to be better than someone else. Instead, you should always be learning from others, but you should never cease trying to be the best you could be because that's under your control and the other isn't. That's really good. That's a good that's one, right? Is it, is it sports related or it's just sports. in general? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, I'm just going to say Lombardi, just a guess. Close. Yeah. Right, right, right range kind of of time. Um, it's, it's the a, Dallas coach? Uh, no, it's, it's John Wooden. John Wooden. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good guess. I should have guessed John. Right? Yeah. But I love that quote because it, uh, it does, instead of you know, worrying about trying to get better than somebody else, you've got to work on yourself, right? You know, my, favorite, awesome. my yeah. favorite Wooden story that I share in my mentorship class, um, where I talk about leader, coach, trainer, or teacher, mentor, you know, the cool story that, that, uh, of Wooden is every year on the first day of practice, the very first drill they did as a team was he taught them how to put their socks on. And, and, and Bill Walton talks about, you know, the, the freshmen would look around going like, is this old man serious? He's going to teach us how to put our socks on. And he used to say that if the guys didn't put their socks on right at practice, they would get blisters. And if they got blisters, they couldn't practice. And if they couldn't practice, they couldn't practice the plays they were going to play in the game. And if they couldn't practice the plays they were going to play in the game, they couldn't run the plays in the game. And therefore, they weren't going to win and be the best team on the. So we always started by rolling the socks on 
pulling him to the heel and then pulling him up to the calf. It was just a cool like story of you got to check the little things before you were at the big right. thing. Yeah. Right? It, it wasn't like, it wasn't like it, it was just this metaphor for, sure. for work. Yeah. That's great. Sure. He wasn't really trying to teach no. him how to put their socks on. He that's just was awesome. making sure yeah. that there'll be no excuses right. when the practice starts that if you get a blister, it's because you're working hard, not because your sock was on wrong. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So that's it. a great, that's a great quote. Yeah. That's cool. That is yeah. Good. So yeah. So I'm, yeah, we'll be using that. I'll be using that one. So good, good. Well, let's let's see what we let's go around the horn and see what we got coming up this week. Uh, ending May, heading to June, if you can believe that, guys. We're almost uh, hitting that that mid season. Uh, really, two weeks from now, we're going to be down to baseball and preseason football, and mm. looking at schedules and looking at the, uh, the college football magazines on the racks, Todd. Um, but let's talk about what you got coming up this week. Short week. So, so school's out. Uh, school's out. The kids finished school this last week. You know, Sean, you went to get Riley uh, last week, right? Yep. So Ryan finished on Friday. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So already looking ahead of the summer. Um, three lacrosse tournaments. Um, family reunion down and down at the beach. Um, <laughs> and it's the older you get, you you, you look ahead and got got the summer will be over before we know it. So trying to enjoy every day. Um, Work wise, it's going to be a slower week. A lot of people take this week to um, go on vacation. So. I've got to do a, a job of picking my spots um, and, and finding the customer that's hard at work and try to uh, add value and, and close some close some work. So um, business as usual. I uh, I close jobs and, and, and try to uh, to build revenue just like you guys do. Cool. Is Sean dead, Bill? I think I killed him. Yeah. So I'll just continue on because he'll jump back in here in a second. Hold on. What about you, Bill? You gave me that answer. (laughs) So you're supposed to say, who's on the show this week, Bill? Oh, Bill, who's on the show this week? Yeah. So on the real estate sessions, we've got, uh, I know Sean Carpenter. Yeah. I know Sean Sean Steve Passanelli from BombBomb. Yeah. The uh, chief marketing officer. I get his story. I get how we met Chris Smith. I get, Actually, he's been in the real estate tech space for 20 years, Sean. I don't know if you knew that. He yeah, I did. Right out, of school, yeah. right out of Penn State. So we talk a little bit about Happy Valley. Uh, we talk about Philly, where he was when the uh, Eagles got that Super Bowl. So it's a fun conversation. I believe he's your. Is he your third Penn State alum? Uh, so you got um, you got Passanelli. You've got Jeff Seabach. Oh, the one. Vanessa Burkmark. Oh, Vanessa. Yeah, I don't haven't had, I haven't had her yet. Oh, oh you haven't? No. You know oh, her. She, yeah, oh, I do. So yeah, that's, it's fun talking to someone about that. You know, we are Penn state, that whole mentality. Cause it's one of those schools that just feels different, you know, for, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a real yeah. uh, cool. Well, And, and, cool and place. you know, for years it was an independent and yeah, uh, they were just a little, they were just their own thing for a long time. Um, yeah. So, so that's, it's a great episode. I'm super excited about it. And then I, uh, has had a nice meeting with Patty Counts, our sales manager today. We both went in the office early this morning on Memorial Day to brainstorm a little bit on some things we can do a little different, um, trying to create some accountability and some things with the sales team to make them a little more effective. You know, so it's a different world for us, right, Sean, where, you know, we're on the title side of things. And so trying to make sure that we're doing everything we can, as Todd said, to add value. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, ask for the transaction. And we're struggling mm-hmm. on that little part, right? Todd, you can be the nicest guy in the world, but if you ain't saying, so I need that, let's, you know, I, I need your business. It doesn't work very well. <laughs> so, you have to ask for the sale. That's yeah, the number so one rule. We're, yeah. working, we're working hard on some of yeah. our sales team are a little bit more consultanty instead of salesy. And sometimes you know, you Bill, I, I see that a lot in, in the title, uh, the title side, you know, the mortgage side, you know, they, they, 
they, they travel around mm-hmm. and they say like, you got any buyers I can help? But the, right. t- the title reps just sort of, they love to bring the, the bagels or the, the snacks or the candies, but that's, they're just sort of putting their face out there instead of saying like, Hey, you know, any, any, do you have an any escrow list, for me? Yeah. Any list is coming <laughs> up or any, you know, just, just literally say that or, or maybe the follow-up, you know, Hey, it was great seeing you today when I dropped off the candy PS keep me in mind for your next listing you got coming up. I'd love to help you. It's Show great. You what we can I love how you're saying that because, you know, I do a lot of stuff for the sales teams, classes, one-on-one appointments, answer questions. Uh, and the problem is, you know, I, I don't really want to be following up with the customer because that's really the relationship with the sales rep. But I'm going to start a campaign where I'm going to start my follow-ups with the sales rep. And yes. I'm going, so have you had a conversation? How did it go? If you haven't, let's get that taken care of today. Because yeah. you're going to have to, you know, if I'm going to do this work for you, I need you to work hard. But that's an easy one. They should be, they should be sending a, a text that night or handwritten exactly. note the next morning saying, exactly. Glad you were able to come to our class today at the so-and-so office. Uh, hopefully Bill shared a couple ideas. Right. Um, I've met with Bill many times. And so if you have any questions about anything, but whatever, just, and, yeah. and, and we'd love to, we'd love to help you on your next transaction. Correct. So we're working hard on that. You know, I know it sounds like a no brainer to you and Todd, but it's, it's kind of, you know, we, sometimes we just assume something and we're going to make sure it happens. And I'll tell you one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to let them do any email. It's all phone calls, texts, messenger. I don't care, but I don't want a single email going out in these campaigns. You got to touch the person. Yeah. And nobody's open email in real estate. How many emails you open from a title person, Sean? Straight, zero, zero. Straight delete. Yep. Straight delete. Yep. Uh, Even if you know uh, the person. But you know what? They will open up a handwritten note. Every time. Yep. Every I truly time. believe um, good to great if you don't ask for the PO, the sale, whatever you want to call it, right. Um, you could be good if you want to be great. You, I mean, every day when you're talking to people, yep. I mean, yep. you've got to ask as, yep. you know, as Sean, Hey, is there anyone, you know, I can represent to buy the house for me. It's what do we need to do to close this job? It's the art of negotiation. And the only way you can start negotiation is asking for the sale. Right. A lot yeah, of people just wait to, for it to come. And then how valuable are you to your organization if you're just collecting orders, right? Right. Um, right. Anyone can do that. You got to gotta be a difference maker for sure. Yep. How about and you, Sean? When, well, when's your class that you're working on? Is it going to be in a couple weeks? It's Thursday. So It's Thursday. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's coming up this Thursday. I got it down to Fort Myers. And um, there, it's called, I think I told you, it's called Texpo. Yeah. <laughs> cool right. name. I like it. Yeah. And there's, a, there's four of us speaking. Um, and then there's a, a 15 minute break for networking between, between each speech. And so they, they've done it at a, a bar, you know, in Cape Coral, a big area with a big private room. So it's going to be a little different than sitting at the board. I, I kind of like it. I kind of like the way they're going with it. So it should be a lot of fun. Good. Well, good luck on that. I'm sure you'll, Thanks. you'll bring, you'll bring some good value and I'm sure a little humor in there as well. So that's always, uh, I'm talking about Sean Carpenter. I might have some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, it's a, it's really, I, I tried to fill my week with a lot of activity. Uh, tomorrow, Bill, I meet, uh, talking to Tracy Velt from Florida Association of Realtors, talking oh. about the little five minute, uh, they want me to do a little five minute video when I get down there, I guess, that nice. prep out, um, that they'll use as a after the event type thing, um, with some content, uh, talking to Luke Acri from, um, stay, stay connect, stay, uh, what's it? Stay reminder media. Um, oh, okay. on his podcast and, um, he, he wants to do a follow-up webinar with me on that. Cool. Uh, meet with a, the very first girl I sold the house to when I got back into Sean Carpenter 2.0 real estate, uh, her and her, her new husband and their new baby. Uh, they're thinking maybe three to five years before they move. And so they want to, uh, have me over and just do a little checklist of things that they should think about that if they're going to add to their house, they maybe couldn't can enjoy while they're nice. still, you know, 
Um, so that's kind of neat to have those. those that's, that's very Joe Rand of you. That's exactly yes. what he promotes. There's yep. no other motive. There's nothing there other than helping somebody. Yep. And you're going to get referrals out of that. Absolutely. 1000% of guarantee. Yeah. I, I got to sh- share this. You'll, you'll appreciate this. So they just had their, their first baby, a little Charlie. And, um, a couple weeks ago, her name came up, you know, I'm making actually as a time to contact Emily. Mm-hmm. And I just texted her, you know, a week before or so, and just must've forgot to put in contextually. So I was like, ah, you know, all right, well, her name's up on the list. I should send her something. So I sent a, a handwritten note to Charlie, the son oh. <laughs> and inside. So that he's what, four months old. And inside it said, dear Charlie, this is your, consider this your first piece of junk mail from a realtor. So when it's time for a new crib, have your parents call me. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought it was just kind of cute, you know, and uh, I'll be sharing that story Thursday night. There you go. <laughs> I will. I mean, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so a good week. And I'm, uh, as, as we said, the Memorial kicks off this week. So, uh, I have a, a match at the club on Friday. Um, and then get ready next week. We'll talk, uh, I head off to Albany. So I might be, if I can get my flight in on time, might be heading to the baseball hall of fame for a quick little run through. Oh, have you been there before? I have been when I was a little kid. Okay. So oh, that's, they, that's awesome. They need yeah. to see it. I'm just going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up to every docent, that's there and just say, where's Clemens and Bonds? I can't find them. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's so bad. I like it. That's yeah, so bad. But, oh, one last but, thing. I'll, I'll wrap up with this. Cindy was watching the French Open today and every Wimbledon commercial that came on, she said it made her stomach hurt. She's so excited. So yeah, that's awesome. wow. yeah we're, we're, we're about a month away from heading out to uh, the fortnight at Wimbledon. <laughs> oh. That is really cool. She's yeah, she's so excited. So it's gonna be fun. Bobby, I'm excited for you guys. Well, hey, look, on behalf of Bill and Todd, we got Shay back with us next week. Uh, we'll be in the middle of the Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals, and we'll talk about the Memorial as well as maybe a preview of the U.S. Open coming up ahead. So on on behalf of the guys, thanks for listening to the Stare